Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Injured Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. So, man, do we have some reviews for y'all today? It has been crazy for the past couple of days. I mean, let's get straight into it, man. That Cleveland-Indiana Pacers game last night was nuts. It was wild. It was entertaining. It was crazy. It was ambitious. Anything in the category that, you know, that has any cinnamon cinnamon related to fun, exhilarating, you got it. So let's, uh, man, LeBron James hits that game three winner. Unbelievable. Game was tied up three seconds to go. Cleveland takes a timeout and he hits that buzzer beater and, hey, excuse me, that's, that's all she wrote basically. But man, the more you think about it, um, you got to put it in context like this, right? They're facing a rebuilding Indiana Pacers franchise, right? Uh, don't they don't re- they don't have a star player? They don't have anyone. Uh, you can name a few players, you know, Lance Stevenson, Darren Collinson, um, Victor Oladipo, but are they really star players? No, they're more role players, they're key players, stuff like that. So, and you just got to think of it like, man, it took all that effort, all that time with LeBron James, all that all his stats he put up last night, and they only won by three. That should not be happening for the Cleveland Cavaliers. That would have definitely not happened last year if they're in the same situation, you know, if they had Kyrie Irving and a healthy Kevin Love. So unfortunately, Kevin Love, I don't know, supposedly he's having hand issues or whatever it may be, but he's playing through the pain, and but he hasn't been as effective as much. He's not shooting that great. He's not. He just hasn't been that productive. Not the Kevin Love that we that we know. So with that being said. As I predicted before, a couple episodes back, when entering the NBA playoffs here, sooner or later, LeBron James is going to run out of steam. Now, whether people like it or not, as fans, I'm a fan of him, but he's going to run out of steam. The same thing that happened last year to Russell Westbrook in the Oklahoma City Thunder, when he didn't, when he was, you know, the one-man show, basically, he got tired. As simple as that. When they faced the Houston Rockets, he got tired. Simple as that. And that's exactly what we're going to see with LeBron James. They're barely going to escape the first round of the NBA playoffs. And it's just, man, it's just, it's going to be, I I say Cleveland finishes it. They'll be in six, maybe seven. But with that being said, it's just, eh, there's no way. And then you got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know what's going on with that franchise. I I went to bed like around 11, and I thought I'm like, wow, they're gonna use, they're gonna lose to the Utah Jazz to Rookie of the Year. He's going to be Rookie of the Year, Donovan Mitchell, and they're getting outplayed. Simple, but when you have guys like Carmelo, like he only put up like seven points last night. Like really, and only like seven field goal attempts. Like what's going on there? Paul George did his thing. He put up over 30. Like, I don't know what's going on. And with that with that team of a caliber, you know, another quote-unquote big three or whatever, Melo's been MIA. And it's just all been Russell Westbrook for the most part. Like, what is going on? I don't get it. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They shouldn't be down 3-2. It should be the opposite. And it's just not working. I don't get it. It just makes no sense whatsoever. And 
I don't know. I think Utah does finish them off, though. They'll finish them off 4-2. to two. I just don't get why Russell Westbrook's getting all the blame and all, you know, he's getting all the blame for everything. It's like it's not his fault Carmelo Anthony's not playing well. It's not his fault that Paul George is being inconsistent. It's just, there's, I don't know if it's the team's morale, the charisma, what. But Russell Westbrook is a stone-cold killer. And he's just not getting the love. But, I I don't know. It just, <sighs> some, something's got to give with that franchise. And I think, I don't know, Paul George claims that he loves Oklahoma City, but I don't think he's going to stay there. It's going to be a one-year-and-done situation, and I think he goes to L.A. As Carmelo, I, I don't know. He's getting up there. He's in, what, he's, he came in the same time as LeBron James. He's in his 15th season. He might call it quits. Who knows with his mindset? I don't know. It's just he's, he's one of the best players ever to, you know, to not win a ring. And I think that's how his, you know, how his uh, story is going to end. So with that being said, uh, tonight we got Boston-Milwaukee. Milwaukee putting a hell of a fight against the two-seed Boston Celtics. And, uh, yeah, man, um, Celtics do lead 3-2. I think they finished it off tonight. Um, not much going on there. Philly, I think everyone just think. I don't know why everyone's thinking, like, when it comes down to Cleveland and Philly in the Eastern Conference, like, LeBron's going to be tired, and Philly, they're young. They're motivated. You know, they got their eyes on the prize. Simple as that. So, you got Joel B, Ben Simmons, all those guys. Like I said before, they're going to be dominant for the next decade. They're going to be relevant. They're going to be scary. They're going to be dangerous. And honestly, I, I think, look, it might be crazy, but wherever LeBron decides to go, technically they really don't need LeBron. They can win a title without him. True enough. I mean, you look at their team, they're going to be dangerous. Next year, they can be older, more mature, different mindset, things of that nature. It's just Phillies could be a dangerous team out there when it comes to the Eastern Conference for the next next couple of years. Simple as that. And then, um, you know, Miami, uh, as far for Dwayne Wade, always loved Dwayne Wade, always was a fan when he came out of Marquette. I don't think I I think this might be his last season to be honest. I don't think he's coming back. We've seen glimpses of the prime Wade when it came to the series against Philly. But uh I think, you know, I think it's his time. You know, that that's about it. He wanted to finish his career in Miami. That was it. Miami was kinda so so uh prior to the trade when he was in Cleveland and they stepped up their game when he got there. And uh I don't know. Uh I think he's done. Um, <laughs> it's going to be sad to see him go, but, uh, you know, it happens. And then, I don't know why the the controversy when it comes to the... the it, I'm segueing a little bit, uh, but I don't, I, I don't see the controversy when the, the block with LeBron James last night. I thought it was a clean block. It was a nice block. I mean, I'll have to look at it again, but some people thought it was goaltending. I didn't think it was, but I don't know. I thought it was fine, but uh, that's just me. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I didn't I I didn't get that whole quote unquote controversial thing at all. I didn't find it that bad at all. But uh, yeah, who knows? There's always some kind of controversial thing when it comes to games nowadays. It seems. But uh, <clears throat> uh, with that being said, I'm gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back shortly. <laughs> Welcome back to Injured Reserve. So tonight is official. It is the NFL Draft that starts tonight on Fox at 8 p.m. And first round pick, as usual, the uh, poor Cleveland Browns. Any Cleveland Brown fans out there, I am so sorry. Um, man, I hope you all can turn the franchise around. And that's even come, coming from a Steelers fan. Excuse me. Um... um I don't know. A lot of predictions saying Baker Mayfield's going first round. I don't see the hype about Baker Mayfield. Never have, never will. Everyone's saying he has this Bart, Brett Favre kind of thing to him. I I just don't see it, to be honest with you. I don't, I really don't think. I mean, he, of course, the kid has a cannon, but I think he's just, he's too cocky and arrogant to the point where he thinks he can get away with certain things, this and that, when it when it comes to being an NFL quarterback, it's just not going to work that way. Same thing with Carson Wentz and RG3. He scrambles, gets out of the pocket, and he's in a, he's going to get himself hurt. One of these veteran players, a linebacker or defensive lineman, is going to stuff this kid, and it's going to be welcome to reality just like that. And I just don't think he's the prime quarterback that Cleveland needs. I do understand they do need a quarterback. I just don't think it's Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. I do not think it's him at all. I think, if anyone, I think you go with Sam Darnold. That Sam Darnold has been solid. As much as I'm not a fan of quarterbacks from being the USC, especially with their quarterback history and not being more, you know, such as successful, Carson Palmer being the last successful USC quarterback to come out of there, Matt Liner, bust. Uh, Mark Sanchez, bust. John David Booty, bust. Uh, I mean, I mean, the list goes on. Tell me, when's the last quarterback you can name that came out of the USC that was relevant besides Carson Palmer? Not a lot. The list doesn't look solid since the year after 2000. So with that being said, I think Sam Darnold is a decent quarterback. He's a solid kid. Um, you do you do go after him. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't think Brett, or not, excuse me. I don't think Baker Mayfield is that guy. I don't think he's that kid at all whatsoever. You have to do you have to do a lot more than just what he's done when it comes to just being uh, you know a typical quarterback with an arm. That's just me. Josh Allen, another one. I don't have I've never had faith in the kid. He's been known to be cocky as well. I don't never even heard of him until the NFL draft stock started talking about him. Just a, this young twenty one year old kid coming out of Wyoming. I don't think it's that imp- his stats aren't that impressive. When you take his stats from high school to his transfer college to Wyoming, it's not that impressive. His overall throwing percentage is only 55%. You know, it just, you know, as a college quarterback, you should be at least throwing 60% or better. Simple as that. So I say Cleveland, take Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen, I would say. Josh Rosen, you know, Josh Rosen is a solid pick. I feel more faith in Sam Darnold, but I wouldn't disagree if they chose uh, Josh Rosen as well. But uh, that's just my opinion. 
I th- I just I don't think Cleveland should go over the route with uh, Baker Mayfield. So, um, yeah, it's just it's gonna be crazy. They get, they got a first round pick and a fourth round pick. So I don't know. Uh, some people uh, are looking at Shaquan Barkley too from Penn State. I don't know what uh, that where he's going as well. Uh, they do know they do need a running back most definitely, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, t- tough situation all around for Cleveland, especially when you just lost your best player as an offensive lineman and Joe Thomas. Um, yeah, uh, they, you need wideouts. Uh, you lost your best lineman, your defense. Ugh. It's it's it seems to be a constant rebuilding process every single year for Cleveland. They just can't get it right. I don't know what's going on with that franchise. It's like you just need that one quarterback. It's just God, like. Just imagine being a quarterback that you're about to be drafted for Cleveland, or uh, yeah, for the Cleveland Browns. Like, man, you just get like six wins. You'd be a god there. You'd be taken to the playoffs. God, you'd be just as big as LeBron James. So personally, for me, if I was a quarterback, I'd be looking forward to that challenge. I would love to go to Cleveland. I would love to take on that task because you'd be legendary regardless. Just to bring the Cleveland Browns franchise to be relevant again, that'd be, man, they make a statue out of you. LeBron has already cemented his legacy in Cleveland, regardless, even when he left for Miami and came back. He won them a championship. So Cleveland really has no say when it comes to um, him leaving, you know. It's like you can't really be mad at the guy. I mean, he won- he brought y'all a championship. And that's exactly what he did. He promised you one. He got you one. Simple as that. So with that being said, uh, man, I just don't take Baker Mayfield. I don't know who's going to take him. I just, I, I don't know. And personally, I don't even think he's first-round material, but that's just me. I don't I don't care what anyone says. Uh, if anything, take take more of a better chance on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, at, at best, he's going to be your Michael Vick 2.0, and I really think that's going to be him. Uh, he's just, uh, uh, he's got a strong arm, great attitude, Heisman Trophy winner. Amazing young talent. He's going to, man, whoever he goes, personally, me being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I would love for him to go to Pittsburgh. I would love that first-round pick. I cannot lie. Big Ben, he's getting old. You know, he's in his, uh, he's been, God, when when did he get drafted into the NFL? It was like, mm, I want to say 2004, 2005. Because he came in the same year as Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. That was a great draft class for the first round. So I would say, man, definitely uh, who knows where Big Ben's going to go. I think this will be his final year, to be honest, because he, he, I don't think he even knows yet. But, man, he's just he's getting up there in age, and we need – I don't think Joshua Dobbs is the future. Neither is Landry Jones, for that matter. We need someone young and motivated and has a solid uh, – resume when it comes to you know college background Josh Dobbs ain't it he was you know he was okay in Tennessee but he ain't the one Landry Jones definitely isn't isn't the one either he'll be forever second or third string quarterback I just he ain't that guy so it's just at best Landry Jones is probably a Charlie Batch if he ever improves Uh, that's just how I feel on it I from what the performance I've seen by him, every time it just seemed like the defense had to bail him out. He just, you know, he's just not that guy. He's not that leader. He's not going to be that dude to lead your franchise to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, 
at best, Michael Vick, at worst, Tim Tebow, but with a better throwing uh, completion percentage. And that's still not even bad. I only think that's a bad comparison to Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, I thought, got ousted and got wronged for what he did. Everything people said about him, yeah, his completion percentage was a little iffy, but still he got the job done. He led the Dev- Denver Broncos. They were like 2-6 and six at one point, you know. And uh, they put him in. They went. They finished season six and two back in uh, 2011, and uh, they beat my Steelers in the divisional round, or I think it was the wild card round, one of the two rounds back then. And uh, they said he couldn't win a game. He won a game. Said he couldn't lead a drive. He led a drive. Said he couldn't win a playoff game. He won a playoff game. You know. So it's just man. How many more excuses do you need? The dude's a winner. He has a heart. He's motivated. He's young. But I don't know. I, I don't know why teams sleep on him. I wish they would give him another chance, but unfortunately that's just never going to happen. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's because he preaches his faith too much and people don't like that. The media doesn't like that. That's the same. It's similar notion to what Colin Kaepernick is going through. You know, he's he's very uh, outspoken when it comes to injustice and police brutality and the whole kneeling during the national anthem. But I understood it. Me being a veteran, I understand the reason... For him kneeling for the national anthem. That's fine. I totally get it. There is a lot of wrongdoing that needs to be justified. There's a lot of things that need to be uh, uh, taken for accountability and responsibility for law enforcement. That's exactly what he's doing. It's more, it's, in a, it's, it's a bigger aspect than Tim Tebow's because it highlights just in general racism in itself. There's racism in America. We need to start talking about it. It needs to be brought to attention. And some particular reason... Everyone just gets hush-hush. A lot of people are just like, oh, no, you're kneeling during the national anthem. That's disrespectful towards our veterans, la, 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 la. That's a false narrative, me being a veteran. People saying he's unpatriotic. You can't get more patriotic than that. For practicing your right for free speech and for saying this is, this is what needs to be brought to attention. And the same thing could be said for people that disagree, and that's fine. But at least understand the reason behind it. And these, and don't be, you know, ignorant to the fact that he's being quote unquote un-American because he's not. You can't get more American than that. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break, and this is Into Reserve podcast. And welcome back to Into Reserve podcast. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ugh. So man, I went and saw the Avengers, and uh, yes, definitely must see. Check it out. Solid eight out of ten. You're gonna be salty as hell when it comes to the end. Just saying for any loyal fans out there. Not, not exactly what my prediction went down. Put it that way. Um, Thanos, amazing, dominant, perseverant, just dangerous all around. Um, great, great cast as always. <clears throat> um, but like, like I said, there's going to be a lot of salty fans when it comes to the end. Um, <laughs> put it this way, the, the, they definitely did a twist, man. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are going to happen that you didn't expect to happen people had their prediction of who's gonna die this and that I won't spoil anything I won't say anything oh man be prepared to be super salty uh the ending just just wow but um 
man, that, the, the film is nonstop action from start to finish. It never stops. There's maybe a few scenes that have dialogue, but it's like five minutes at best. And that's it. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, if you ever get a chance, man, that's, that's the movie to go see. It's just Chris Evans, Chadwick Boseman, Robert Downey Jr., all those guys just put on a great acting performance, just amazing all around, uh, but yeah, even if you're not a comic book fan, um, go see it, man, it's just one of those movies that you definitely have to go see, even if you, like I said, if you're not big into comics, it's just one of those films that you gotta go see, it's just like, I tell everyone, like, even if you're not big into comics, watch The Dark Knight, because my opinion, that's the greatest superhero movie of all time greatest acting performance of all time by antagonists of Heath Ledger and the Joker. Uh, this is definitely one of those, this is probably going to be in the top five all time superhero films when it's all said and done, to be honest. Um, it's just, man, it's just, and don't, and don't be that guy. I get it. Like I'm a, I love both. I love, I'm DC and Marvel. Don't be picky. Don't be that man. That's Marvel. Blah, blah, blah. Don't be that guy. Now, I will say this. Um, a lot of Marvel fanboys that favor this, that show, a lot of favoritism, that just hate on DC because they have nothing else better to do and they're a bunch of just trolls online. Um, man, just <laughs> put it this way. The same concept that they were harassing on Batman versus Superman when it came to... Batman and uh, Superman's battle and uh, Superman mentions Martha. Take that concept and move it into the Mar- this new Marvel movie. That's, ba- that's what happens. I want to say whose character's name or between the two characters and what happens. But that's exactly what happens. Not near the end, but midway through the movie. And it's just like, really? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I like Batman versus Superman. I didn't like that concept. Uh, it's a 7 out of 10, you know. Uh, great, you know, great action, you know. Uh, some dialogue, but not bad. But, yeah, every Marvel fanboy that was ripping on Batman versus Superman because that whole Martha scene when Superman says it and evidently saves his life when he's facing Batman, take that concept, take that scene, and translate it over to the new Marvel film because that's what happened. So every Marvel fanboy that's, you know, keeps on bringing that scene on why it's so horrible, for some reason that's significant scene is like a big reason why that movie failed. I didn't think it did. They have no say because that's exactly what happened in this new Avengers film. But, uh, man, just appreciate the films. I, I enjoyed all, I, I enjoyed both Marvel and DC. I'll admit Marvel cinema films are better than DC, but overall, I enjoy both sides, and it's vice versa when it comes to Marvel and DC animated films. DC animated film movies are better than Marvel. Um, I will say, like, you know, Batman vs. Superman animated, uh, Return of the Dark Knight was better than Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. But, uh, you know, that, I mean, they, they based it off the comics, basically. But anyhow, man, definitely check out the new Avengers. 
it's worth the ticket it's worth the price grab some popcorn some pop it's worth the 20 30 bucks god man mo that's another movie theaters are so damn expensive i feel like i'm going to a damn tigers game it's like it's like <laughs> you, you buy the tickets like eight bucks and then popcorn and pop it's like 16 bucks it's like what it's like it's like what the hell like how is it this expensive it's like i'm buying a beer at a tigers game or something but not to get too offset um like i said man just from start to finish you're gonna be entertained the entire two and it's, a, it's about like uh two about two and a half hour film but you're entertained the entire time there isn't a dull moment in that film so definitely go see it regardless of your DC or Marvel or whatever. Just enjoy the work, man. I hate when people are just, man, they, they constantly do the comparison, this and this and this. It's like, dude, they're, they're both, both sides are great movies. I don't mind. Everyone is so damn, everyone overanalyzes um, DC film, cinema films. I don't know why. Like, they killed Suicide Squad and Batman, Superman, and Justice League. And I go in there with low expectations. I'm just like, how is this movie bad? I've seen a lot worse movies. I enjoyed this movie. I didn't think they were that bad at all. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know why they get so much hate. I'll never get it. Marvel, Marvel films do get away with the same. There'd be similar concepts of DC and... Uh, Mar Marvel, um, losing train of thought here. Marvel films do similar concepts as DC films, and Marvel gets off the hook, but DC does it, and they just get criticized, like, they get chastised, but I don't know, man. Either way, shut the hell up, enjoy the film. DC and Marvel films are both entertaining regardless. I don't care who you are. Whether you're, you're Team Batman, Team Iron Man, watch the damn film. It's worth it. Like I said, arguably at the end of the day, it's going to be in top five all-time uh, superhero films. So definitely check out that movie. You would not be disappointed. I promise you that. It's worth the seven, eight bucks. Man, just go check it out. It's a great flick. But, uh, man, just, ugh. But, hey, that's all I got for today. Uh, thank you all for listening, man. That's the nerd discussion in the last segment. So, man, um, I don't know what. Uh, got, got the draft and whatnot. So, uh, we'll, probably, we'll do a recap on that in the next episode. So, until then, this is Mitchell Anderson, Andrew Preserve Podcast. Y'all have a great day.